0: Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. It's me, your girl, your host, Noor Khaldi. Look at me pronouncing my name correctly. That's what we call progress. That's what we call dedication, thoughtfulness, and a bunch of other positive things. Um, So some of you may have noticed that this episode is being released, Released. I can speak English, it's totally fine, um, this episode is being released a little bit later than usual, I always upload episodes at the same time, it comes out right at midnight on Sundays, Eastern Standard Time, and I am currently sitting on my couch, it is Sunday afternoon at 12, so 12 hours past when I typically upload. And I'm recording this episode. And I just want to make it abundantly clear that this wasn't an act of negligence. Um, Some of you probably already know this, but I've been doing solo episodes every three episodes with a guest. And I have episodes pre-recorded with guests. However... Solo episodes for me, I usually can record like on, I don't know, like the day before I upload or something like that. Like I like I like it to be hot, I like it to be fresh, I like it to be juicy. So I like to kind of wait until the very last minute. But I failed to consider that it is in fact Ramadan, which for those of you who don't know what Ramadan is, we'll get into that later. But, anyways, it's Ramadan, so I've been fasting and I just kind of, I think, forgot that maybe I wouldn't want to record a podcast episode while I'm fasting, Um, especially because by the time I remembered, oh shit, tomorrow's Sunday, gotta record, it was 10 o'clock at night yesterday, and I was like, I could either record a really low energy episode right now or just wait until tomorrow and Typically, I would never do that. Like, you could put, like, you could create every obstacle possible for me not to upload exactly at midnight on Sunday, and I will still make sure to get that episode up. I don't know how much I've spoken about this before, but, like, I've definitely had a lot of issues where, like, either, you know, the the audio is fucked up, or a guest flakes on me at the last minute, or I've lost audio before. Like, I've had or encountered a lot of issues with my podcast and always have found a way, to get it uploaded exactly at midnight at the same time, because I think consistency when you're a content creator is really important and being reliable. And also like, you know, I just think it's important to, for myself, for my productivity, to have a strict schedule. Um, That's something that helps me be really productive and stay on top of shit. But I decided to just give myself a break. Sometimes you just need to give yourself a break. And I was like, you know what? An episode isn't going up at midnight because I don't have episodes cuz I do. I have episodes with guests, but I said that I would do a solo episode every 3 episodes, and I just simply don't believe that if I do a solo episode right now that it will be what I want it to be. I don't I don't like doing episodes when I'm like tired. And so I I'm surprised at how easily I was able to convince myself to do this thing for myself which Honestly, I'm I'm not even realizing this until now as I'm speaking it, but I'm really proud of myself for doing it because I'm super hard on myself. And I feel like that might not always come across because I'm a pretty, you know, cowabunga dude, easygoing kind of girl, but I'm pretty I'm pretty critical of myself as far as anything to do with work. That's where I'm hard on myself. Um, I really don't like producing things that I don't feel like are, you know, good quality, which is hilarious considering my podcast is a lot of me just fucking talking shit. Um, so anyway, um, and with that being said also, I was talking to a friend or my cousin actually last week about imposter syndrome, because I have a lot of imposter syndrome when it comes to my podcast specifically Not so much my Instagram, but definitely my podcast. My podcast for me, I don't know why. I just am so shocked whenever anyone tells me like, I love your podcast. I listen to it every week, you know, doing this thing, like, you know, getting ready for work or driving to school or like, you know, whatever the case may be, which I love when you guys DM me and tell me like, I always listen to the podcast when I'm cleaning or doing this like I love that I love knowing what you guys do while you're listening because I listen to podcasts while I do basically everything so I just think it's fun um but you know I was telling her I was like I just when people tell me they love the podcast I mean I hear what they're saying but I don't necessarily it's not like I think they're lying but I just kind of like don't believe it I think sometimes people are just being nice which I don't know why anyone would just go out of their way to be that nice but you know imposter syndrome is a weird thing but I just it's not like I think my podcast is trash I just I can't believe sometimes that like I basically just talk alone or with people and people like that and tune in not because I don't think I'm funny or whatever the case may be but like It's just for some reason hard for me to like wrap my head around it. It's so weird. And then every now and then someone will send me a DM or leave an iTunes review and just say something and it'll just really click in my mind like, wait, this person just genuinely enjoys listening to my podcast. Like this is a genuine, sincere thing that they're saying to me. And it just is like a, whoa, like is this real kind of moment? And, you know, all that being said is just, um, another way of me saying, if you listen to this podcast, I appreciate you. I can't, I can't believe it. I feel really lucky to have such a cool audience. Um, I definitely don't take it for granted. I feel really privileged to have any form of platform at all online. Um, and, I don't know, it just it's really it means a lot that, you know, people are tuning in to just hear my thoughts. I don't know. It just it's a different kind of feeling than, you know, posting a cute outfit picture. Um but something about my podcast, it's just I don't know. I'm very, very, very grateful though. Um since the last time I did a solo episode, I did celebrate my birthday. Um it's been it's been over two weeks now. It was on March 31st, I turned 32 years old. Um, I'm okay with aging. Like, I'm very okay with aging. Like, even when I was turning 30, I kept waiting to feel upset about it. And then I just never did. Like, I feel like the media and all of these, you know, other outlets just kind of put this idea in your mind that like, when you turn 30, like, you're gonna feel like your life is over. And I just didn't feel that way. I just felt really lucky and excited. And, you know, it's just another birthday for me. Um, But yeah, I turned 32. And I mean, I don't know, it's weird. I'm like, I guess I'm in my early 30s for like a few more years. And then I'm gonna be in my mid 30s and then I'm gonna be in my late 30s. And like, I just, life is so wild, guys. I also feel like it's important for me to note that no, I'm not on drugs right now, even though it might sound like, I'm on drugs. I'm just simply fasting. And I really wanted to record this um, early enough to obviously get it up because it's get going up late. But then also like while my energy levels are still where they're at. And and that's the thing about fasting is like you wake up, you're thirsty, right? And you're like, oh, I wish I could drink water. Or the, Okay, let me not generalize. This is my experience. I wake up, I'm like, oh, I really wish I had water. And then, you know, the morning goes on, the morning goes on. I start kind of, you know, thinking about coffee, getting a little sad because I love coffee. I can't have it. And then, you know, you feel fine, whatever. I don't really feel hungry until like maybe like an hour or two before sunset, which is when we break our fast. But around like four or five, the caffeine crash is so intense, like my head will be throbbing. So I really wanted to make sure to get this up before then and also while I still sound like I can speak because it gets a little it gets a little rough but also for the first time ever during Ramadan I am I guess working out which is so weird to me I just I've never been the type of person to work out and I I said this before I feel like on the episode with um Reem Kanj which is one of my favorite episodes it's called um giving up sushi I think yeah um and I I feel like I just grew up thinking that only when women want to lose weight do they work out. And I just never really wanted to lose weight, so I just never really worked out. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think I'm just a product of uh, the 90s environment, which is working out is about weight loss and that loss. And that's what working out is for. It's about being the skinniest human you could possibly be. And as I got older, I realized, like, no, like working out is actually just really good for like your heart and your body and your muscles and, you know, just being healthy. And so um I I love hot yoga. I feel so dumb even saying it. it's like, yeah, you're like, we get it, Nora, you love hot yoga, shut the fuck up. Um But I love hot yoga and I really wanted to try and do hot yoga while I was fasting. Luckily for me, the classes that I like the most because of the instructor are like later in the day. So I was a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I'm like, this is great because I can work out and then I'll be able to break my fast, like really soon after I'm done working out. Right. And so I did do hot yoga, I think on the second day of Ramadan, maybe even the first day of Ramadan. I can't remember, but it was like either the first or second day of fasting. I went to hot yoga class And honestly, like, it was not that bad at all. And I was really just waiting. I was so nervous that I was gonna like faint or something. But, you know, the thing is, is with with working out, it's like, okay, it's hard to do when you have had nothing to eat or drink all day. But hot yoga, you're sweating a lot. So I was really worried about like, dehydration. That, that, That was my concern. I was like, I hope I don't like, pass out. Um, So what I did was I brought a tiny bottle of really cold water and if I felt like I was getting really overheated I was like I'm just going to press it against my face or neck just because I don't know I don't normally do that but like I just I don't know I was so scared I didn't know what to expect and then I also was like okay and if my mouth gets really dry I could just like take a sip of water swish it around in my mouth and spit it out into my towel which I did talk about on Instagram and uh, I mean I can't even believe why am I saying this again like no one needs to know that I had a plan to literally swish water around in my mouth and then literally spit it into my towel. But it's my towel, so it's fine. Um, But yeah, I had all these like contingency plans for what I would do if I started feeling like I was not okay. I also told myself, I was like, if I really don't feel okay, I'm just gonna leave. Like that's also definitely a possibility. I'm not a prisoner. So I did the class. I made it through. I skipped a couple of poses just because I needed to for me, when I'm in hot yoga, whether I'm fasting or not, when I start realizing that I'm focusing more on just doing all the poses rather than focusing on my breath, I will always kind of just take that as a cue that I need to just relax, maybe go into child's pose or even just sit down for a minute and focus on my breath again, because to me, that's the most important part. Um, but yeah, it was surprisingly, it was fine. Um, there was a couple of times that the teacher would call out a cue where, like, my brain almost couldn't, like, register it. Like, he would tell me to, like – he would, or he would say, like, you know, tree pose. And I would be like, tree pose. Which one is that again? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just – even though I obviously know what tree pose is, like also if you've been on my Instagram literally ever, I'm just constantly in a state of tree pose. Like I love tree pose, but I just feel like my brain was like operating at a slower pace than typically it would be. Um, So that was the first day. And then I also went to class on Thursday, which would have been the third or fourth day of fasting. And not only was it fine, but I actually feel like the class itself was even more relaxing to do while fasting. Um, But this class was a little bit later. So by the time I got out of class, I had about, I would say 20-ish, less than 20 minutes to break my fast. So I had a plan. Usually when I'm not fasting, after class I will go get a smoothie because nothing feels better after a hot yoga class than a refreshing smoothie. So... Uh, I'm literally salivating right now thinking about a smoothie, if if you can't tell. Um, So I, and and the place where I get smoothie from is cashless and cardless. Like you have to place an order on their website or app, which I've done hundreds of times. Because this is a place that I always go to just in general. And I always go to after yoga. So I go on the app. I place an order for pickup. I get there. And I walk inside. And I was like, hey, pickup order for Noir. And like, again, like this is a place that I go to all the goddamn time like they know me I feel like at this point and so she's like what was your name again and I was like nor she was like what was your name again I was like nor and I'm fasting I'm tired I just did hot yoga and like this lady is deaf apparently so again she says what and I say nor like door but with an n like that's just like like why which are you dumb Like, please stop making me repeat my goddamn name. And then at this point, I'm like, I ordered the Fountain of Youth Smoothie 24-ounce. Like, maybe this will help you. Let me just tell you what I ordered. And she was like, she walks over, finally. She's like yelling to me from across the smoothie shop for whatever reason. She like takes it upon herself. Like, I guess I'll walk closer to you now. So maybe I can make you stop yelling. And she was like, can I see your order confirmation? And I, I was about to slap her. Maybe this was an irrational response because I was fasting and hangry. And there was, like, two minutes left until I've thought at this point. But, like, I was like, you think I'm lying? So I show it to her. And she looks at it. And she was like, oh, I guess our system must have made a ticket. And we must have missed it. And so now at this point, there's maybe less than two minutes left till I've thought. So I'm like, well, is there any way you could just, like, make it really quickly? Because I'm fasting for Ramadan. And the sun is about to set in about one minute. And she just blankly looks at me. And maybe I'm irrational. Maybe I have too many expectations out of human beings. But, and I don't expect special treatment when I'm fasting. I don't. But like, I'm in a smoothie shop that's fully empty. There's no one inside. You messed up and didn't make my smoothie. And like, I did my due diligence and ordered it in advance to make sure I had it in time. And you messed that up for me because you're incompetent. Sorry. But like, can you just make it for me quickly? She doesn't say sorry, which I mean, she should apologize regardless. Cause I ordered a smoothie in advance and it wasn't ready when I got there. Um, she doesn't apologize. She just blankly stares at me and says, okay. And just like goes to the back area she didn't make it in time for a thought. She made it. It took her about mm, five minutes to make it, which seems like a too long. To, I feel like making a smoothie definitely doesn't take five minutes. Um, and it's not my job to make smoothies. And I can still make them in a, in a minute. I can make a smoothie in a minute. It's it's literally throw a bunch of frozen fruit and maybe a liquid and you blend it. That's it. And then you pour it into a cup. Like it's It's easy. It's one of the easier things to prepare. I don't even know if I would make, call making a smoothie preparation. It's just a child could make a smoothie, I feel like. A baby could make a smoothie even. And what I think is most annoying about that is that she looked at me blankly either because she didn't know what Ramadan is or just genuinely didn't care. That, that was my perception. I could be completely wrong. But I just really feel like, and again, maybe I'm wrong. I'm open to being wrong about this. But in the year 2021, living in America, living in a place as diverse as Orlando, Florida, how in God's name do you not understand what Ramadan is? Or, or, or let me just even say it in a way that might make more sense for you. How do you not understand what Ramadan is, okay? We all know what Ramadan is. We all know what it is. Muslims are fasting. Maybe you might not know all the details of it, but, or the intricacies of what fasting entails, but you know that Muslims are fasting from sunrise to sunset. So when a Muslim lady comes in who has placed an order in advance, and then says, hey, like, is there any way you can make it quickly because I'm fasting for Ramadan, and the sun is, a, the sun is setting in less than two minutes, and I need to break my fast? you would think she would perhaps be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me go make that for you super quick. Or even, my bad, let me give you something. Is there something else I can give you in the meantime? Because apparently it takes me five minutes to make a goddamn smoothie. Maybe that was my hanger speaking. And maybe I'm a little hangry now, but it really annoys me. And I think that if you're not Muslim and you're listening to this, I think that you should be aware of what Ramadan is. And I don't think that you need to go do things for Muslim people. But I do think that if you work at a smoothie shop and a Muslim lady orders a smoothie and it's not made because you messed up, you should be a little more courteous or kind about it. That's all. And it just, I don't know. I feel like it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable to be living in the year 2021 and not know what Ramadan is. Like I know what Christmas is. I know what Easter is. I know what Yom Kippur is. I know, I know, I know, I know what Rosh Hashanah is. I know what Diwali is. I know, I know what other religious holidays exist. Why is it so hard for you to also care or be aware of other people's, you know, practices? not asking you to do it anyways I'm going off on a tangent it really annoyed me if you couldn't tell and I really didn't like that I didn't like it one bit jumping back really quick to the topic of my birthday I I decided to go on a really quick impromptu trip to Miami um and no one has freaked out on me but I think also most of my followers know I'm vaccinated but anyways everyone I was with was being safe so you know just chill Like, I think every single one of us was vaccinated. Anyway, so um, I went to Miami for my birthday, and we decided, my cousin and I, Yasmina, who you guys have heard on the podcast before, um, we decided to drive there on the morning of my birthday, and um, when we got to Miami... I was driving, I was actually leaving a place where I just got a car wash because there was so much pollen on my car. It was really weird. Um, we also drove by a truck that was fully on fire on the highway on the way to Miami. And I genuinely think it like got like soot and smoke all over my car. My car was just really disgusting. It had like tons of like pollen and soot apparently all over it. Um, so I was getting a car wash and then I left. Mind you, we had been in Miami at this point for like a total of maybe an hour and a half max. Like we'd gone to the hotel, dropped off our luggage, and then decided to like go hit up like a vintage store. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go get a car wash. So I'm leaving the car wash place. And for those of you who've never been to Miami, people in Miami do drive like they're trying to die. Um, That's the only way I can describe it. Like they're just almost like, covering their eyes. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, you know, fingers crossed. Just, you know, zoom, zoom, beep, beep. Like, just no cares. Just, you know, merging in and out of lanes. Turning when you're not supposed to turn. um, And just generally driving at an unnecessarily high speed. Um, All things that I don't do or have any desire to do. I'm a really safe driver. Um, I try to be a safe driver. I like following rules. I just you know, drive like a grandma, some might say, but I'm, I was trying to turn, and the thing is about Miami is that, like, I feel like you're never just driving straight, like, you're just always, like, drive 0.2 miles, make a left, drive 0.1 miles, make a right, like, you're just constantly, like, left, right, merge, and magically get to the left lane, even though you're on a five-lane road, and, but turn really quick, like, it's just, like, a lot of really rapid turns, And I also don't like driving. And I also am not used to driving in Miami. Um, Not that people in Orlando drive any better, but like they're just less suicidal, I've found. And so I was trying to turn right on red, which is 100% allowed. And I'm pulling up to see if I can turn, right? And I'm pulling up and I notice that there are people waiting. They're not on the crosswalk but they're waiting to walk on the crosswalk. And then I realize I am actually, my car is halfway over the crosswalk right now as I'm like pulling up to try to see if I can turn. So I actually thought about reversing to let them cross because they just, the walk just turned on for them. But at the same time, the person behind me had pulled up in a way where like I couldn't reverse to let them cross. So I had to just like turn. That was, or I'm just halfway on the crosswalk, which I They could also pass me, but it was clear for me to turn and I I made the turn. And this isn't me trying to justify my actions. This is just, you know, I'm explaining what happened. So I turn and about 45 seconds, maybe a minute later, I hear a police siren behind me and I'm like, oh shit. I've been pulled over once in my life. I think I shared this on my podcast and I got pulled over because I was driving around my, um... I guess my alma mater is that the name for the university that I went to when I was in university. Um, I was driving on campus during winter break. The campus was completely empty, but there's a taco place on campus that I really wanted to go to. And there was a fake stop sign there's a stop sign that's like made out of like a, a cone. It's not like an actual stop sign that's on campus that you're supposed to yield for people who are walking, where I apparently didn't yield out for long enough, even though the campus was literally completely empty, like literally a shit you not completely empty. And also those yield cones are not actually real stop signs. Fun fact, if you live in Florida, real stop signs have a sticker on it to clarify that this is a real stop sign as opposed to these, which are more so like a suggestion. I don't know if that's technically what they're supposed to be. But they're just not real soft signs. So you can't get a citation for it. And also, I yielded, I just didn't yield long enough for the campus security who clearly has a small penis. Anyway, I never got a ticket. I never got a citation. I never got a warning. I never got anything. um, Because it was literally such a JK thing. But I got pulled over in Miami on my birthday. He was like, Do you know why I'm pulling you over? And before I could even answer, he was like, you were over the crosswalk and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry I actually just got to Miami today I'm from Orlando and to be honest with you our crosswalks are further up which is true the crosswalks in Miami are closer to like where you would stop at the light if that makes sense and in my, in Orlando they're like there's a lot more space. So even if I'm pulling up to turn right on red, I'm not over the crosswalk in order to like be able to see the road. You know what I'm talking about? So I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm from Orlando. The crosswalks are just a little bit different there. I'm really sorry. Um, and then, you know, I wanted to reverse, but like I couldn't because the person behind me had pulled up. And so I just, I didn't know what to do. I'm so sorry. I'm a really safe driver. Like I truly apologize. He says, okay, give me a minute. He like goes, runs my tags, runs my registration. I'm chilling. Cause at this point I'm like, you know, he might give me a warning because I've never, I've never received a speeding ticket or like a traffic citation. Like I'm a safe driver. I've been driving for 32 years. Also, I'm not from Miami. I just got here today. Also, it's my birthday. Not to sound like a bratty little privileged asshole, but it was my birthday. This fucker after like 20 minutes, I was like, okay, is he giving me a ticket? Like what's going on? He gives me a ticket for $180, $180 for going slightly over the crosswalk in Miami where the crosswalks are different. And also a fun fact, they are apparently like really, uh, super adamant about not letting people do that but you know, speeding, making illegal U-turns, not signaling when you're turning, literally every other thing that you're supposed to do while you're driving, that's fine. And so he like comes up and and I'm like, officer, like, I I am genuinely so sorry, but like, I've never received a citation before. Like, you can't just give me a warning. He's like, unfortunately, I can't, you know, we're really trying to like crack down on this because it's an issue. And I was like, right. But like, I'm not from Miami. I didn't even like, you know what I mean? Like it's, and I was like, it's also my birthday. And he was like, oh, don't make me feel bad. I'm like, you should feel bad, you piece of shit. Like, are there not more important things for you to do? But anyways, I guess fuck the police because they're assholes. And um, that was really uncalled for. And I'm not going to lie. It was a really annoying way (laughs) to start my birthday, even though it was like the middle of the afternoon, but like, it was just really annoying. And I had to like consciously tell myself, do not, do not let this just piss you off. Enjoy your birthday. But I was just like, how, how am I going to drive for this long and never get any type of driving citation? And then on my literal birthday, get one for $180. Like it's not a $50 ticket. It's not a $60 ticket. $180 on my birthday. I was, I was pissed to say the least. Okay, I was, I was agitated, and you know, I just, I really feel like it was unfair, <laughs> and I know that there are worse injustices, and I'm, I'm not laughing about them, but I'm I I say this knowing that this is me in a position of privilege, and I understand that there are much more serious issues at hand, especially when it comes to the police, which. I'll be honest with you, I have just the last few weeks, and I think a lot of people living in America can relate to this, the amount of police brutality and, you know, all of that, I just, I just don't even, I don't, I feel so helpless. And I, these are important things that we should talk about. I don't really want to talk about them right now just because I'm fasting. And I, I just don't have the emotional bandwidth right at this very moment in time. Um, But it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I don't care because I do. And it doesn't mean that I don't think it needs to be talked about because I do think it does. I just, I can't emotionally handle it at this very moment in time. It's I don't know why I feel like I'm about to cry right now. What the fuck? Um, I just, I don't know. Everything that's been going on in the last couple of months, especially just with the, the the acts of absolute hatred towards Asian people and black people and minorities and just, it's heartbreaking and really upsetting. And I feel really helpless and I hate that so much. I cannot believe I'm literally, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever cried on my podcast. I'm also just, I am sad about it. I, it's, I don't know. I just, everything that, you know, you try to do sometimes feel like you're not, sometimes feels like you're just not doing enough and you don't know what to do. And I'm not trying to make it about me, but like, that's just honestly how I've, been feeling. I just don't know what to do anymore. And there's only so many infographs that you could reshare on your Instagram stories. And I don't want, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just a huge fucking bummer. Um, but not to be like anyways, moving on, but I do want to talk a little bit about Ramadan um because I think for a lot of people you know we see people talking about or we hear people or friends or family saying I'm so excited for Ramadan and and I know that that's not the case for everyone I know that that's something that has made me feel really bad before and made me feel a lot of guilt and I just Ramadan is really hard it's not the hardest thing in the world, but it is hard. And I find it really difficult to look forward to something that's hard. And I, I feel bad saying it. Even right now, I feel guilty saying that because I feel like Ramadan should be a time where you're excited for to strengthen your relationship with God and your faith. And, and it's a time for bettering yourself and all of these positive things. And it is. And it's, it's a good time to practice your self-discipline and, and all those things. And I love self-discipline. It's not that, it's just, I, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, I'm just a creature of habit, I, rituals are important to me and my day and the way my days go, and not having my morning ritual of drinking water, and taking my supplements, and making a cup of coffee, and and just these little things, it it does mess with me. And it's not even about like hunger or thirst. It's like, I need routine. I'm a really routine based person. So it's, it is difficult for me to have to change my routines. Um, And I also think that a lot of people like to, you know, just kind of make these proclamations of, this is what I'm going to do this Ramadan, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to do. And I think it's easy to feel bad about yourself or compare yourself as far as, you know, practicing your faith or whatever the case may be. I think, you know, you see people doing stuff and you're like, oh, I should be doing that too. But I don't, I don't think that that should be the incentivization to do things. But all to say, this on something that I want to make more of an effort to do and this isn't in any way to make you feel like you need to do this too if you want to do it awesome do it because you want to but I'm really trying to focus on charity more than anything because that is a really important part of Ramadan is charity and giving charity and so I feel like I just really have been trying to prioritize prioritize I could talk How many times am I going to say that? I really am trying to prioritize charity above a lot of other things this stumbled on. Um, And I'm really glad that I kind of have like a little bit of a goal because I feel like I never really set a goal for myself. And that is a goal. And and it's something that I feel like I've been, you know, able to sustain and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I think that you know, Ramadan can be a really difficult time for a lot of Muslims, um, especially during the pandemic. I mean, I know there are so many of you who can't see your family or friends and, you know, maybe your mosques haven't reopened and it can feel really isolating, you know. It, or maybe you're you're a reaver and your family isn't Muslim and and that could feel really isolating. I just I think there are so many different factors that make Ramadan really emotional for a lot of people. But something that I've noticed that Muslims love to do is ask people on the internet if they're fasting. And I wanted to make a TikTok about this, because I feel like that's the demographic that might need to hear it the most. But I did this little Instagram Q&A thing the other day. And this girl and she also doesn't clearly doesn't understand how to follow instructions. The Q&A that I was doing was favorites, like ask me favorites, Ever, any favorite, like favorite place, favorite food, like favorite person, favorite memory, just favorites. She decided to submit, are you fasting? And that's That's not even a correct submission. And it really agitated me because, for those of you who might not know, number one, there are a lot of reasons that you may not be fasting. First that comes to mind is, if you're a woman who has your period, you don't have to fast. In fact, you can't. You just can't. So I could have had my period and not been fasting. Even though also, it's important to note that maybe two stories before that, I had said, I'm fasting. And then some other shit. But like, ever heard of reading? Anyway, I got really agitated because I was like, dude, I could have my period. I could be, I guess. Well, I can't be. But like if you're a woman who is pregnant or breastfeeding, if if you're sick, if you have some type of illness, but also if you have an eating disorder and that's something you struggle with and you're not fasting because it could be very triggering to you, or if you have a chronic illness that, you know, people look at you and think you're fine, but there's something wrong Or maybe there's a specific medication that you need to take and you can't stop taking it, so you can't fast. You might even just be struggling with your faith and not wanting to fast. Regardless, why do Muslim people think it's okay to just ask people if they are fasting, especially a complete stranger? If you've done this, don't do it. I don't care who the person is. Don't ask people why they're not fasting or if they're fasting. If they're fasting, great. If they're not fasting, also great. If they want to tell you why they're not fasting, awesome. It's just none of your business. It's like asking a complete stranger. It's like me being in a grocery store, going up to a girl and being like, hey, do you have your period? Just wondering, do you? Are you menstruating? Are you bleeding? Eat your period? Are you cramping? Like, how weird would that be? Like, that would be really wildly inappropriate, I would say. It's like also going up to someone and being like, "Hey, you got anorexia? You got anorexia nervosa? You uh, struggle with an eating disorder?" Hmm. Like what? What? Who says that? No one. That's who, because it's a weird thing to do, and I just, you know, I love getting angry about things, and it made me angry. And you'll probably hear more about this soon because even as I'm talking about it right now, I'm like, this is pissing me off because it's just such an inappropriate question to ask people. And I really need Muslim people to understand boundaries and understand that no one owes you an explanation, especially when it comes to faith, which is super personal and not something that should be visible. Like, I think that a lot of times people confuse faith for a lot of superficial things, but that's not how faith works. So a perfect example is there is this guy. I actually want to say his name because he is a predator. So his name is Muhammad Ziyada. And he would make these like kind of like Islamic YouTube videos. I'm not 100% sure what exactly it is that he does, but he's some type of public figure, And his content is all related to Islam. So it's religious-based content. And he just really, you know, comes across as this super pious, God-fearing man, yada yada. And I remember a few years ago, someone showing me a picture of him and being like, oh, this guy is like cute or whatever. And me being like, "Mm, I don't know, seems suspicious. That's genuinely what happened because I am very skeptical of people who are screaming at the top of their lungs, look how religious I am. Obviously, I'm being hyperbolic, but you know what I'm saying. Like, anyone who draws a lot of attention to the fact that I'm so religious, it's a little sus. Just a little sus. I don't trust it. I'm not saying that I think that you're lying. I'm just, you know, not just gonna believe you also. I mean, it's it's just a personal thing. I'm not gonna like, you know, interrogate you about it. It just, I'm gonna be like okay. You're so religious, we'll see, I don't know. Because when someone just says something, it doesn't make it real. Like I could tell you I'm a mathematician. Does, does that make me a mathematician? What if I wore glasses and said that I was a mathematician? What if I read some random Wikipedia information and then regurgitated it back to you? None of these things make me a mathematician, right? I'm a little skeptical, especially young men who are Muslim or of any faith when they're just like, look how religious I am. There's just like a little part of my brain that's that's like, "Mm, you're not religious. You're misogynistic and manipulative. And, you know, I gotta say, I've yet to be wrong because his ex-wife and some other survivors or victims of his, you know, abuse have come forward and made statements about it. And I just feel like this is exactly why We should not be judging people based off exterior things. And religion is just a perfect example. Like, just because someone looks the part doesn't mean they are. Just because, you know, you see a Muslim girl who is wearing a hijab does not mean that she has the strongest faith. But it also doesn't mean that she doesn't. And also, if you see a Muslim girl who doesn't wear a hijab, it doesn't mean that she doesn't have strong faith. None of these external things are indicative of something that is so internal, which is just, you know, just a reminder. Just because someone is presenting something to you doesn't mean that that is an accurate representation of what that person might be experiencing or their true colors. And, you know, I really think that it's so important that especially in an age where you know we everything is on the internet everything is so accessible and you know you see all of these youtubers and stuff getting canceled left and right and it's like you you have to remember that no one I think that just a lot of young people put public figures on this pedestal and they just think that they are perfect and no one is perfect and if you have a bad feeling or you think that someone might be a little sus or sketch maybe they are maybe they aren't but like just don't be married to any idea about anyone. You know what I mean? I just think we should all be a little bit more skeptical of how people present themselves online. And I'm, and I'm someone who has an online presence. And I like to think that I am myself, which I am. This is me being me. But I also don't share everything about my life which I'm sure you guys probably know that, but like I just don't, not because of anything other than, you know, sometimes I like to keep things private or sometimes I'm not ready to talk about something or, you know, there's just, there's a lot of reasons why shame, whatever the case may be. Um, that's not usually my motivation to not share things. It's not really shame-based. I I don't really experience too, sh- too much shame um, it's something that I am really glad I don't experience because I feel like I know a lot of people were really affected by it and I understand why, but I don't know. I just, I think we should all be skeptics, especially when it comes to people who just can't stop talking about how religious they are. I don't know. It's just so sus to me. And I think that the reason why I'm also much more aware is because my parents are so religious And I know how they behave. And I'll tell you how they behave. Like normal people. Like they're never trying to just... They're not just constantly trying to like flex. Look how religious I am. They're not just constantly trying to like be like, hey, look at me. So religious. Like they're just like out here living their life. And they're religious. But it's not... It's not a flex. And I'm not saying that you can't flex being religious. I just think that... Really religious people don't flex about that. Really religious people don't flex, period. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm just making a lot of generalizations, whatever. But, yeah, I think that if you're having a hard time with Ramadan, just be kind and be patient with yourself. Um, I was thinking about doing a a special kind of bonus episode of the podcast. Um... Which, whether you're Muslim or not, let me know what you guys think of this. And I'm just, I'm just going to drop it here. Because if you're still listening at this point, you're a real one. So I was thinking about doing a bonus episode. So this is just going to be like a bonus. It's not going to replace any other episodes. It's just going to be a bonus episode where I tell one of the stories of one of the prophets. But like in my way. Like the way that I tell stories. So I think it would be fun. I think... because. Okay, here's another interesting thing. Well, I guess, it's, you know, subjective. But I think it's interesting. Because a lot of times people... You know, I wear a hijab. So they assume I'm like a certain level of religiousness. But then, you know, I also curse and do all these other things that seem contradictory. So I think people are generally pretty confused about me as re- in regards to faith. And they don't know what, I, what to expect. But um, just to give you a little backstory, I have really religious parents. My mom has dedicated most of her life to opening and establishing Islamic schools and universities and Islamic curriculum all over the world. I went to Islamic schools for a pretty big chunk of my life. My dad is extremely religious. He studied um Islam at Al-Azhar, which is one of the most prestigious Islamic universities in the world. He's also uh been retired from his um He's a medical doctor. He's been retired for a very long time, for most of my life. And he spent a lot of time teaching me about Islam in a really special, unique way that as I get older, I really, truly treasure. And I'm so, so glad that my dad taught me about Islam in the way that he did, which was never scary. It was never... It was just, he just really did it in a very beautiful way. And I'm just really grateful that I was able to have that type of education when it comes to religion, because I don't think many people get that. And he always implored me to, to research things on my own and find my own sources. And he also wanted me to have a deep understanding of the religion so that I was never blindly following anything. So I actually am pretty well versed in Islam. And... For those of you who aren't Muslim, that might not mean much. But, you know, if you're Muslim, I grew up not just memorizing the Quran, which the Quran is our holy book. So, like, you know, the Bible, the Torah, similar thing. And Muslims, we, 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 we try to memorize Quran. It's something that is important to our faith. Um, and it's in Arabic. Um, obviously, you don't have to memorize it in Arabic. I speak Arabic, so I've memorized it in Arabic. And my dad was really good about not just making me memorize it, or not just encouraging me, let me rephrase that, not just encouraging me to memorize the Quran, but encouraging me to really deeply understand it. So I have a pretty deep understanding of it. Um, And God, I, I keep losing track of my thoughts because I am fasting. But Basically, the Qur'an is written in very old-timey Arabic. Like, think Shakespearean English. And a lot of the language and vocabulary used is just not used colloquially. So, you know, it takes time to really deeply understand it. And all that to say is there are a lot of chapters of the Qur'an that I feel very comfortable talking about. I feel very well versed in. Um, And I think it would be really fun to tell one of the stories of one of my favorite prophets and my favorite chapters of the Qur'an, but like in a fun Norway. So it's like kind of informative, but also just like entertaining. I don't know. Let me know if you guys would be interested in it. I think it would be kind of fun, but also maybe I'm just weird... I don't know. And I don't want to make anyone feel isolated. Like I don't want people who aren't Muslim to feel like this isn't for me because I want it to be for everyone. And it's not even like me, like, you know, spreading like Islamic propaganda or, you know, trying to convert you. I don't care. (laughs) Let me say that maybe differently. Like if you want to be Muslim, great. But like if you don't want to be Muslim, like I'm not in the business of like, you know, trying to get people to become Muslim. Um, I think it's, you know, whatever. Anyway, I just, I think it would be fun. I think it would be a fun little story to tell and it would be like just like a fun story I don't know I don't know the more I say it I'm like kind of like torn I'm like is it entertaining do I just think it's entertaining and the the reason I got this idea is because I was telling my niece a story of one of the prophets from the Quran and she was just she thought it was so funny she was just the the way I was telling it it was really entertaining but when I was younger my mom would do this a lot where she would tell me stories from the Quran but in like a fairy tale bedtime story type way and I feel like I was. it was easier for me to remember them because she told it to me in a fun way. And I'm not trying to, like, get you to remember it. I just... I don't know. I think it's entertaining. That's the thing. I think religion done right can be entertaining. I feel like everything I'm saying is super blasphemous and also, like, not coming out the way I want it to. Again, not trying to, like, you know, force religion upon people. I just... I thought it would be a fun Ramadan thing to do. Let me know if you guys want it. Um so I guess that's this week's episode. I I apologize truly if I seem out of it. I'm I'm just trying my best. Next week is going to be an episode with a guest that was recorded I think before Ramadan. Um so I will probably sound less like this. Um but yeah, it's just the 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 not drinking coffee thing man it really really messes with you but um you know if you're Muslim and you're fasting or you're not whatever happy Ramadan um I hope you know it feels good for you and and you and you have a a nice Ramadan um and if not I hope you learned something about Ramadan honestly and again this isn't me being like you know, go be Muslim. I don't care. I just want, I just think it's really unfair that there are so many Muslims who live in America and yet Ramadan is still treated like it doesn't exist. It just upsets me. I just feel like not every religion gets the same attention. I understand that. Some are more mainstream, but like Ramadan should be more mainstream at this point. You know, Party City has Dumbledore decorations, and I think that's really cool and really fun. But I think that everyone can do better. And I don't know. I just feel like if you see a Muslim person and you work in a restaurant and you think that they might be fasting, try to get them their orders faster. You know, like, it just, it's not even about special treatment. It's about, like, just having human empathy and... You know, when it's Christmas, I say Merry Christmas to everyone. Everyone. Not because of any reason other than if they celebrate Christmas, I want them to feel the spirit of it from everyone. I don't know. I just feel like it's just being nice, just being a nice human. And so if you know a Muslim person, say Happy Ramadan to them. You don't have to say Ramadan Kareem or Ramadan Mubarak because that might be too intimidating. Happy Ramadan is fine. and it, it Ramadan is a month long, so that's a long time. And um, I don't know. I just feel like we should all be kinder to each other because the world is kind of a huge bummer right now. And I think we could all just use a lot more humanity and kindness, including myself, which is why this Ramadan, I am focusing on charity because... I want to think about other people a lot more than I do. Um, With that being said, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Again, I apologize if it was all over the place. You know, just out here doing my best. I love you guys so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps me out. Leave some stars. Do one or the other. Do both. Would love you if you did either share this podcast on your Instagram stories. I will repost it, um, and you know, subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, we're everywhere. I don't know why I just said we. It's just me, it's just a little me. As always, you could follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Psycho, and you could follow me on Instagram at Noor E. And don't forget to floss, wear sunscreen, don't be an asshole. And I'll talk to you guys next Sunday.